Hello, and welcome to another edition of our summer series, Campfire Screams, where we spotlight the frightful productions of other audio drama producers who specialize in the horror medium. I'm John Ballantyne, and tonight we'll be hearing from another anthology series that really brings the spooky. The Grist Mill is the brainchild of Scott Hickey and was never really a podcast audio drama like Campfire Radio Theater. It followed more of a books on tape model. And Scott made their shows available through online sales of CDs. I think I remember Scott mentioning in an interview that he was inspired by memories of listening to CBS Mystery Radio Theater as a kid back in the 70s, a favorite of many of our listeners as well as mine. Now tonight we're going to hear an episode of The Gristmill titled God of the Razor. It's a masterful bit of horror storytelling by Joe R. Lansdale, which is a name you may recognize. Joe is an author of some note who has penned horror as well as other genres. We're talking short story collections and novels that have been adapted into film and television productions. Mr. Lansdale is indeed the real deal. Jerry Stearns and Brian Price of Great Northern Audio adapted and directed this gem of a story, and it was produced by Scott Hickey's AMFM Theater. I'll provide links in the show notes. So cozy up to the fire and have a listen to this delightfully creepy tale, God of the Razor. At the moment of our death, we are set upon the path that leads us to our final destination. For some, this path leads into the light. But for the wretched souls who descend down into the darkness, their path leads them here, the gristmill. Welcome to the Grismill. Welcome to the place of final disposition of the human soul. A place God-forsaken by design. The place at the end of the tunnel where there is no light. From the dawn of time, man has walked side by side with the many gods he has created. From Rome to Greece to Egypt, man created a large array of very specialized gods. But their time is over now. Or is it? We're about to find out in The God of the Razor. I am Inspector 12, and this is The Gristmill. To me, it was just another antiques buying trip. I've made a hundred of them. I drove out here to the house about eight. The moon was so bright I could see every detail. Clear and crisp and terrible. No, Joni. Uh, Let's take care of that on Friday, okay? (laughs) Sorry. I almost dropped the phone getting out of the car. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm going back to the hotel right after I check this place out. Oh, it's old. And ugly. Really ugly. Yeah, sort of gothic, sort of plantation. It's like that painting over Edna's fireplace. No, no, I can see it fine. The moon is full, mostly. There's some clouds, but it's, it's bright enough. No, doesn't, uh, doesn't look quite square, though. Must have shifted sometime. Funny angles. I know, Joni. I hope this is worth it, too. Now, I've found some great antiques in places like this before. No, it looks boarded up. Old man Klein gave me a key, but he says he hasn't been in here in like 20 years. A lot could happen in... Wait, just a second. The moon just went under a cloud. Hang on, I gotta, I gotta use my flashlight to see the lock. Okay, I'm in. Really dark. Oh, the moon's back. I can see a bit. Jeez. Looks like a wet in here sometime. The wallpaper's hanging off the walls like petals and... Yeah, high ceilings. Paper's almost touching the floor. Oh, there's one of those big curvy staircases. No, I'm not going up there. I can see... The, the rail's broken. Oh, crap. I just watched... Just walked into a bunch of cobwebs. <laughs> Got them in my mouth. No, there's, there's nothing in here. I'm just gonna look in the rooms. Oh man, it's a basement. Oh, really stinky, cold basement. It smells like somebody turned off the electricity and left the freezer open. I don't know yet. No, no, I went to a lot of trouble to get the key and drive out here. I've at least got to look around. I know it's a long shot. Don't worry, the batteries are fine. The flashlight is fine. Yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need both hands, so I'm gonna have to hang up now. Yeah, 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 tomorrow. Yeah, I'm meeting the buyer in the, uh, no, at nine. Okay, all right, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Hope these steps are okay. Feels like they'll hold. Boy, this looks like more of a, a root cellar than a basement. The floor's too close to the ceiling. I'm gonna have to bend over to... Oh, crap, it's not a floor. Too shiny. It's water. Filthy, too. No telling how deep it is. It might be six or seven feet. What? Oh, God, it's a rat! A swimming rat. Bad enough there's water everywhere, but there's rats too? Make me puke. Nothing down here. There goes the moon again, damn clouds. Gives me the creeps. Basements aren't worth a damn this part of the country. Jeez! <laughs> you scared me. There must have been some Yankees come down here and built this. Someone didn't know about the water table, weather and all.
I didn't know anyone else was here. Uh, my name is Richards. Klein send you? Don't know a Klein. He owns the place. He loaned me the key. Jeez. Well, when I first looked up, I, I thought you were a big guy wearing a crazy hat, but it must have been the moon shadows playing tricks on me. I don't know. I guess I'm just Did a little bit... Did you know the moon is behind a cloud? Yeah, it got dark down here, and, and that... A cloud across the moon can change the entire face of the night. Change of the way some people change their clothes. The way women change their hair. Uh, it's, it is kind of spooky. You know, I, I couldn't shave this morning. Beg your pardon? When I tried to put a blade in my razor, I saw that it had an eye on it. And it was blinking at me very fast. Like this. Oh, you can't see from down there, can you? Uh, no, but uh, I could come up. Well, it was very fast. I dropped it, and it slid along the sink, dove off on the floor, crawled up to the side of the bathtub, and got in the soap dish. It closed its eye then, and it started mewing. Reminded me of a kitten. Yeah, well, <laughs> sounds like quite a dream. I knew what it wanted, of course. What it always wants. What all the sharp things want. Knowing what it wanted made me sick, and I threw up in the toilet. Vomited up a razor blade. You're so fat, it might have been pregnant. His eye was blinking at me as I flushed it. When it's gone, the blade in the soap dish started to sing, high and silly-like. The blade I vomited. I know how it got inside me. There's a little red mark right there on my throat this morning. And it was starting to scab over. One or two of them always find a way in. Sometimes a nail gets in me. I used to come in through the soles of my feet while I slept. I stopped that pretty good by wearing my shoes to bed. It really doesn't matter how hard I try to trick them. They always win out in the end. Always. Look. If you don't mind letting me up the stairs, I I'll just get going. I I've got to get started back. Hey! Watch out! Stairs are in bad shape. In a lot of work. Rebuild entirely be the way to go. I think we ought to go back upstairs before something happens. And maybe it's going to cloud up and rain. What do you think? Will it rain tonight? I don't know. We could check the weather. I, I got a radio in the car. There's a lot of dark clouds floating about. Maybe they're rain clouds. Did I tell you about the God of the Razor? I really meant to. He rules the sharp things. He's the God of those that live by the blade. He's my friend Donnie's God. Do you know he was Jack the Ripper's God? Uh, no. Here. Look here. Oh my God. I got this razor from Donnie. He got it in an old shop somewhere. Gladewater, I think. God of the Razor came with it. God of the Razor used to live inside Donnie's head. You see, Jackie? It's bigger than most stray razors, even. It comes from a barber kit, and the kid originally came from England. It says so in case. Look at the handle on this baby. Ivory. With a lot of little designs and symbols carved into it. I looked the symbols up. 
geometric patterns used for calling up a demon. You know what else? What, Donnie? Jack the Rebel was no surgeon. He was barber. I know, because when I got the razor, I started having these visions that Jack the Ripper, God of the Razor, came to talk to me. They explained what the razor was for. They can talk to me because I tried to shave with the razor and cut myself. The blood on the blade and these symbols on the handle, they opened the gate. Opened it so far that the God of the Razor could come and live inside my head. God of the Razor, he lives inside my head. The Ripper told Donnie that the metal on the blade goes all the way back to a sacrificial altar the Druids used. See here? No, it's darker here. I'll just come up. Yeah, no, it's fine. That cloud is very dark. Slow moving. I sort of bet on rain. Did I ask you if you thought it rained tonight? Look, um, mister, how about if we go back upstairs now? I've got a coffee thermos in my car. Maybe we could After just After Donnie had the visions, we just talked and talked about this house. We used to play here when we was kids. Had the boards in the back window rigged so they'd slide like a trap door. They're still that way. Donnie used to say this house had angles that sharpened the dull edges of your mind. I know what he means now. It's comfortable, don't you think? Donnie said the angles were honed best during the full moon. I didn't know what he was talking about then. I didn't understand about the sacrifices. Maybe you know about them? Sacrifices? What do you mean, sacrifices? I've been all over the papers and on TV. The decapitator, they call him. Oh, God. He's Donnie doing it. And from the way he started acting, talking about the God of the Razor, Jack the Ripper, this old house and its angles, I got suspicious. I got so he wouldn't even come around near during a full moon. And when the moon started waning, he's different. Peaceful. I followed him a few times. Didn't have any luck. He drove the safe way, left his car there, and walked. As quick and sneaky as a cat. He loses me right off. But then I got to figuring him talking about this old house and all. And one full moon, I came here and waited for him. And he showed up. Hey, John others. Seven of you now. Donnie? Donnie? Jackie! What are you doing here? I'm doing a sacrifice. I'm sorry, Donnie. No, I'm sorry, Jackie. This is like old South American Indians used to do. Toss some bodies and stuff in sacrificial pools. I don't want to, but I'm going to have to cut you. Jeez, Donnie, what's the matter? You don't look right. Come on, Donnie. Please stay away. <laughs> I heard a scream. Maybe it was me, but he didn't cut me again. It was like the rest of them was having a standoff with a razor in his hand. He stood up and 
walking stiff as one of those wind-up toy soldiers. He went back down the stairs. Stood about where you are now. Looked up at me, and he drew that razor straight across his throat so hard and deep he damn near cut his head off. He fell back in the water there. Sucked like an anvil. I tried to get him out of there, but he was gone. Like he'd never been. Come on, you're scaring the crap out of me here. The razor had landed on the last step. His lying right there, about where your foot is, and I could hear it. Hear it sucking up Donnie's blood like a kid sucking the sweet out of a sucker. What is your point? All right, I'm coming Pretty up soon and... there wasn't a drop of blood on it. I picked it up. So shiny. So damn shiny. I came upstairs, and I passed out on the floor. Loss of blood, I guess. Okay, look. I'm coming back upstairs now. Just get out of the way. It stinks down here, and there's rats! Donnie told me not to cut the rats. Don't cut the rats. They're friends. At first, I thought I was dreaming. Ain't no dream, Jackie boy. Or maybe delirious. Because I was lying at the end of this dark alley between these trash cans with my back against the wall. Their legs sticking out of the trash cans like busted store mannequins. I ain't no dumbass. Look close. And there were razor blades and nails sticking out of the soles of the feet. And blood was running down the ankles and legs. And then I heard a noise, like someone trying to dribble a flat basketball. I got somebody I want you to meet. This is the god of the razor. And there he was, tall and black. Not Negro, but black, like obsidian rock. Had eyes like smashed windshield glass and teeth like polished stick pins. Was wearing a top hat with his shiny band made out of chrome razor blades. And that noise? Know what that was? No. He had these tiny tiny feet, and they were fitted right into the mouths of these human heads. One of the heads was a woman's, and it dragged long black hair behind it when the god walked. Kept telling myself to wake up. The god sat down on this chair made of leg bones, and he crossed his legs and dangled one of those ragged head shoes in my face. Next thing he does is whip this ventriloquist dummy out of the air. It looked like Donnie. And it was dressed like Donnie. The god put the dummy on his knee, and Donnie opened up his eyes and spoke. Hey, buddy boy. How goes it? What do you think of the razor's bite? You see, pal? If you don't die from it, it's like a vampire's bite. You get my drift? You gotta keep passing it on. The shop thinks will tell you when. If you don't wanna do it, they'll bother you until you do. All your slices of bad enough, come over here on the dark side with me and Mr. Ripper and the others. Well, gotta go back now and join the gang. 
be talking with you real soon. I'll be moving into your hands. Nenny just sort of went limp on the god's knee. And the god took off his hat, and he had this zipper running along the middle of his bald head. Goddamn zipper. He pulled it open. He picked up the Donnie dummy, which was real small now, and tossed him into the hole in his head where you toss a treat into a Great Dane's mouth. He zipped up his head again and put on his hat. And then the god and the alley and the legs and the trash cans was gone. And so was the cut of my chest. Healed completely. See? Not even a mark. Look! I got 50 bucks in my pocket here. What do you want? Here's the keys to my car. Please! I left out of there and didn't tell a soul. And Donnie, just like he said, came to live in my head. And the razor started singing to me nights. And come near, and on the full moon, the blades act up, mew, and get inside of me. And then I know what I need to do. I did it tonight. That was some awful fine singing there, Miss Jordan. You know my name? They said it when you went up to do that karaoke. You ought to be singing with a real band. Gotta. I have done some recording. Country songs like that. I made a demo CD. Really? That's great. Well, what's it called? Nothing. It's just a demo. The Jordan Page Demo CD. Cut up. I love to hear it sometime. I've got one in the truck. I'll go get it. Well, I'll come with you if that's okay. Sure. I guess so. truck's right over here. I wanted to call my first album Turning the Page, because my name's Jordan Page. <laughs> Gotta now. I sent the demo to a few producers and agents and stuff, but I, I never... Hey. Do it. What's that? Now. <gasps> it was the full mood. I knew what to do. Here, I got something to show you. Wait a minute. Okay, he's gone. I gotta call somebody. Who? Joni? That's no good. The police. Okay, the police. What's their number? 911, okay. 911. Uh, maybe if it had rained, I wouldn't have had to do it. But it was clear enough for me to be busy. Don't come any closer. I've called the police. Hello. Hello, my name's Dan Richards, and I'm I here... I brought her head back to join the others. Here, catch. <clears throat> my phone. Oh, God, where's the phone? You don't need to call nobody. Got a razor, Mr. Ripper, Donnie. All of them telling me what I gotta do. That's okay. You don't need to come up. I'll come down. No, look. Let's go up to the car. We'll drive to where there's an ATM. I know where one is. 
I've got a lot of money. Five thousand dollars. I'll give it to you. See, them rats have taken her head already. They'll put it with the others. I can get more. News guys said there were seven of them before. But that's just from Donnie. Could be more. Watch it! Lots more. These stairs. Not safe. You said so yourself. Come on. I've been waiting for that cloud to go by. Here's a full moon again. Nice and bright. Now we can see where the rats have put them heads. Oh, God. Stay away. Stay away. For God, stay back. The broken step twisted my ankle and threw me in the cold, foul water that closed over me. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't see. I didn't know where he was. Thrashing around, I grabbed a railing and managed to find another step so I could keep my head above water. Where are you? Where? You shouldn't thrash so much. Won't do you no good. Although I've never been able to see him clearly, the guy standing on the stairs didn't look the same as before. Now he was huge and he was wearing a tall black hat. He had this big Cheshire cat grin on his face and his teeth were shiny like polished stick pins. His face was black and shiny like a stone. What do you want? He came down a couple more steps and I could see his feet. He had them stuck into mouths of human heads. What the hell is wrong with you? Stay away. Don't come down here. Go away. I know, I, I know. <coughs> Donnie and the God of the Razor says it's time. I jumped back in the water and swam wildly across the basement. I took another stroke and my hand hit something. It was a head with long, blonde hair floating around it and two rats sitting on it. Please. See those rats on that head? They're saluting like little sailors. God, stay back. Then the head rose up out of the water. It was sitting on top of a tall black hat with a black obsidian oh, face beneath it. Rats! Get away from me. Just go away. Stay still now, Mr. Richards. I got him, Donnie. Don't worry. The god of the razor grabbed my shirt. He raised his arm out of the water. The razor in his hand. Ain't this razor a sight? So pretty. Just stay away. Get back. And suddenly, the blade and his shiny teeth stopped shining. No. A cloud covered no. the moon again. <laughs> what? I grabbed at him and pushed him away. And he went on. A moment later, he came back up. No hat. I can't. No silver teeth. Where's Just the moon? A pasty face guy with scraggly hair and a panic look, flailing, the razor still in his hand. He went under again. He didn't come back up. Where? Then something touched my foot, hard, under the water. Oh, that was the razor. I can't believe it. It hurts. I kicked out and stroked back. The blonde head slapped against my body. I reached towards the stairs and tried to climb over the broken step by pulling on the stair railing. I got a foothold just as the railing came. Where is he? I frantically grabbed what was left of the stairs and pulled myself up. I got myself to the top of the stairs. I don't know how. Oh, come on! Let me out of here! 
the floating lumber and the heads and the rats bobbed in the dark water below me. There was no sign of the god of the razor. I rolled over on my back, and something flashed. God, the ivory handle of the razor. It was in pretty deep at the bottom of my shoe. I knew I'd been cut by that damn razor. This is really bad. Oh, no. I grabbed the ivory handle and pulled the blade out. I was still cold and wet, but I could feel a kind of warm oozing in my shoe. Gotta get out of here. I made it outside. And then the moon rolled out from behind a cloud like a colorless eye. Suddenly I wasn't thinking anymore. Wasn't feeling. Wasn't hurting anymore. I just stood there looking at this shadow on the lawn. I turned back around and, and looked at the moonlit reflection in the full-length glass on that weathered old door. Standing in that door was an impossibly large man wearing a top hat. He had large balls on his feet, and the moonlight glinted off his silvery teeth, and he held a monstrous razor in his hand. And it was me. Who among us can say that the gods of old are truly dead? Perhaps they lie sleeping somewhere, ready to rise again. Will we be ready for them? I wonder. If they do, I'm sure they won't be too happy with their creators. The ones who have long forgotten them. God of the Razor was written by Joe R. Lansdale and adapted for audio by Jerry Stearns. Featuring Kevin Collins, Roger Studi, George Ledoux, and Laurie Ewer. Music by Michael Wheaton. Sound design and direction by Brian Price. I leave you now with a friendly word of advice. The powers of old may not be dead. They may only be a couple of moments away. If they should arise and come knocking on your door, do let them in. They hate to be forgotten or ignored, either where you live or here at the Gristmill. Here's a quick little preview of our next show. Boy, it's quiet in this house, isn't it? Really quiet. Oh my god, that sounds awful. What is it? Where's it coming from? It sounds like it's coming from inside our house. It is coming from inside the house. You better call the police. Courtney, call the police now.